News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Tri-States and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. This is On The Mark. I am Mark Hespin uh, here on a thunderous and rainy wet day in downtown Hannibal in America's hometown. Hopefully it's a little bit nicer wherever you may be listening. And uh, stay safe out there if you're here in the Tri-States. Holy smokes, just had a giant bolt of lightning off of uh, off of uh, 3rd Street here in downtown Hannibal. It was crazy. All right, so what an electric way to start the show uh, thank you for making us a part of your morning on this Saturday. On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. One year ago yesterday, I officially joined the Cunis family uh, and bought my uh, truck from Cunis Honda Hyundai. Like I've told you guys all for the past year, the best decision I've made in my two and a half years of living here in the tri-state since I moved here from Chicagoland area, it is, uh, it, I, I can't, I cannot recommend them highly enough. You know the drill. Check them on out. Tell them Mark sent you, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. All right. A plethora of topics to get to today. This is one of those shows where you look at it and you're like, I don't have time. I, I, can't, I can't talk about that. I don't have time for that. You got to make choices. You got to make cuts. This is one of those shows where I'm like, when am I going to get a daily talk show? <laughs> we need more. We need more. More time because there's so much going on in the world of sports, obviously, uh, from the Olympics to NBA trade deadline to NBA draft to NFL training camps gearing up. Tons and tons of great stuff. Uh, so as we look ahead to the schedule here, we are going to talk Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. We are going to talk about the Chicago Cubs. We are going to talk about uh, the injuries in uh, training camp, Carson Wentz, some other things like that. But we have got to start this show in one place and one place only, and that is with Simone Biles. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Simone Biles obviously kind of took the uh, the uh, sports world by storm uh, early this week when she pulled out of the team competition for USA, USA Gymnastics. Uh, and then uh, after competing in one event, clearly struggling in that event, an event that she normally dominates the world in. And uh, Team USA, without Simone Biles, goes on to win the silver. Uh, and then the the controversy surrounding it, was she injured? What was it? And we find out uh, within the couple coming hours the next day that it's a mental health break, that she's suffering from uh, something that the gymnastics uh, gymnast called the twisties, things like that. Uh, then you realize that Simone Biles is not going to compete in the individual all-around, opening the door for Suni Lee to have this incredible, incredible moment to capture uh, the hearts of Americans, hearts of the world, steps in and, and fills those shoes and gets herself the gold medal for Team USA. And now we're learning that Simone Biles will not even compete in some of just the individual events as well, which she was slated to compete in all of them just individually. And uh, I, I have a lot of strong thoughts on this because obviously what you start to see around the sports world is where is this line? 
and athletes and mental health. And we were deal- we we saw it a lot with um, Naomi Osaka, the uh, tennis player who withdrew from Wimbledon earlier this year, and the media obligations and 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 having to talk about it, and the pressure that these athletes are under. And there's two main schools of thought, right? You have the uh, you have the old school people. And you see some of them on Twitter, you see some of them in social media, you hear some of them on the radio or on your TVs. And they're saying, what is this? You know, you can't quit on your team. You got to be mentally tough. Uh, I don't feel bad for her at all. This is, you know, disgrace to America, blah, blah, blah. All this negative, negative, negative stuff. And then there's been another side. There's been a massive outpouring of support for Simone Biles and athletes like fellow Olympic great Michael Phelps saying, this is necessary, that I dealt with this. Suicidal thoughts is weight of the world, the pressure of not only your country, but feeling like you have to perform. And if you don't win, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a disgrace nationally. It, you embarrass yourself, you embarrass your family. When in reality, the fact that you're in the Olympics, any one of these athletes who is there competing is Better than 99.99999% of the world at what they do. But there are times when you just go up against that other 0.00001% and they are literally half a second faster than you at whatever your given event or maybe, or or in Simone's case, you know, they score 0.1% more of a point than you on a vault or something like that. And all of a sudden you're a national disgrace and you, you, you don't win a medal. So there's a lot to unpack here with this. I think where I immediately went, and my thoughts immediately went to, was imagine being in Simone Biles' shoes. Just for a second, try to put yourself in the shoes of the greatest gymnast to ever walk the planet. And she's sitting there knowing the day of that event, walking up to the to the vault as you're about to run full speed at this launch pad, this trampoline, to hit the vault, to spring off, to do tricks that no one else of her gender and her sex has ever done in human history before. And you're the only one who could do it. And you're and you're literally judged on a different level because of how good you are at what you do. And imagine you have to do this. And there is even a, 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 a grain of salt of doubt in your head about what's going on and how you feel with the lights, with NBC, with the media obligations, with the weight of your teammates knowing that this is an event the USA dominates should win. All of these factors going into that. And if there is that even that small grain of doubt in the head, imagine what that feels like. Imagine the weight of that grain of sand of doubt would feel like on you as the athlete. So I started immediately going when I hear this with Simone Biles. My first thought is I put myself in Simone's shoes. And you say to yourself, if there's this doubt, well, first thing she tried to do is she tried to overcome it. She went into it. She was posting on Instagram in the days leading up to the event. You know, as great as this is, as amazing as it is, as the doors is open, the money that Simone Biles has made, all these things. She's already won gold. She's already cemented her legacy in 2016. You know, all of that stuff. So she goes out there and deals and says, you know what, I'm going to go. I'm going to go, even with this grain of sand of doubt. And from what we're learning now, it was more than just a grain of sand. For her, it was there was a massive amount of doubt. And it was weighing on her, the mental pressure. And she still tried. 
She still got up there, and she tried. She went for it. And Simone Miles ran at that vault and went for it to try and see what she could do to raise to the level, to step up, to be mentally tough, to go for it, to compete. And within half a second, the air realized she didn't have it. She wasn't mentally there. She was mentally somewhere else, not in the good space to compete at the highest level of competition in the world. And she's got members of her own team who are the second, third, fourth best at what they do in the world. And and then you put yourself in Simone Biles' shoes. Put yourself in her shoes. You just blew a trick that you nail every day in practice. You have all this doubt. You have all this weight on you. The world is watching. NBC is watching. Your face is on every billboard in Tokyo. And you say to yourself, you really have two options at this point. You tried option number one, right? We just said it. You you fought through it. She tried to fight through it. She tried to compete. It's the level of almost where it's dangerous for her then to keep going because you could see her in the middle of there. She didn't know where she was. She lost control. She could easily really hurt herself. So she tried option number one. She had two options left, and they're both terrible options. Option number two would be to just keep competing. Try to get whatever scores you can. Hopefully, maybe it turns around. Hopefully, you don't get injured. And hopefully, you can put enough of a score together to help your team win a gold medal or to place on the medal stand. But then knowing that going through it, and when you're about to go through the bars and go through all these other things, and you're not yourself, and you're not getting the scores that you're going to get, the talk and the chatter and the questions and the questions and the questions are going to build and build and build and build and build. So that's the next option. So she tried option number one, fight through it, didn't work, could injure herself. Option number two, keep fighting through it, score whatever you can to then just appease the people like, well, I, I know I didn't have it today, but I kept competing and I just kept going and I worked through it and I'm not a quitter and I'm not a quitter. I'm going to keep competing even though I'm clearly not mentally in a space to compete. And then, of course, there's option number three. It's the one she chose, and it's not a great option either. Just to walk away, step away, let your team compete, and know that you're going to have to answer every question in the world. And the world media is focusing on you with a, with a, with a you know magnifying glass of what's wrong, what's wrong, what's wrong. And, 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 if you've never experienced uh, this mental health issues where you're where you you constantly uh, questioning yourself and you're and you're and you're overthinking everything, like she clearly was in those moments, think about how tough a decision that was. Because now she's going to have to live the rest of her life, Simone Miles. She's going to have to live the rest of her life knowing that she made that decision and she made that bed and she has to lay in it, she has to sleep in it. So it's a lose, lose, lose situation for Simone Biles. All three options were terrible options, given the circumstances she had to deal with because she couldn't compete at her normal level for whatever reason. Whatever reason the doubt crept in there and, and got her to that point, she wasn't herself. So she had those three options. You know, all of that said then, She's sitting there, Team USA, she helps Team USA, coaches them through the sideline, roots them on, mentally, you know, be there as a teammate, getting to the silver medal. Huge accomplishment by the other gymnasts. And I think then the conversation you start to have to look at, like, hey, 
we expected way too much from Simone Biles. And that's partially on Simone Biles because she's been so good and so dominant. But this is five years removed from her 2016 dominance. When, remember, in 2016, Simone Biles was an unknown. And the star going into that team in 2016, the kind of face of it was Gabby Douglas, who had won the all-around in 2012 in London. And Gabby Douglas was the veteran on that team who was helping guide the youngsters. But even Gabby Douglas, the great Gabby Douglas, as a 2012 greatest gymnast alive, four years later in 2016, was just good enough to make the team and help them compete. But, but could not even touch what Simone Biles was doing, who was multiple years younger than her at the peak of her prime. With Remember, in gymnastics, you have a two-, three-year window at max. Some of the great gymnasts ever, if you read into it, they never even got a chance at Olympic medals because they missed their prime because it just wasn't in an Olympics year. They would win two or three world championships in a row, and then by the time the Olympics came around, they were three years older than the next superstar, and they missed their chance to win Olympic gold. You know, there's a reason why. I mean, it's an incredible stat. If you saw it going around on the internet about the uh, about the uh, w- the way USA w- have dominated the women in the all around in the individuals in 2004 to 2020, we've won five straight women all around individuals from Carly Patterson in 2004, Nastia Lukin in 2008. Gabby Douglas in 2012, Simone Biles in 2016, and then Suni Lee in 2020, 2021. There's a reason why Carly Patterson didn't repeat in 08. There's a reason why the great Nastia Lukin didn't repeat in 2012. There's a reason why the incredible Gabby Douglas didn't repeat in 2016. And now what we're seeing is we were asking Simone Biles to do something that literally unfathomably difficult to do in the world of sports to repeat five years later in 2021. And her body and her mind just weren't right in this time. And I don't, I don't blame her for it. I don't blame her for it. And I, and I think of given all the options that she had, those three options to choose from as I laid out, she chose the option that, you know what she said to herself in the long run right now, it's going to help me get through today and get me through these next couple days. And maybe in 30 years from now, Simone Biles will sit there and 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 she will regret not trying. Who knows? But she made the choice to help herself in this day. And I do think in the world of sports and in the world of just everyday people, there are times, right, when you're having a rough day at work, and what do you do? Maybe clock out a little early, go get yourself a Starbucks, and just take a breath. And say, hey, I, I need to do. I need to step away from something. We all, as human beings, need to do it. Hardest thing, though, is that it happened to a human being on the biggest stage, with the biggest magnifying glass of media and eyes in the world on her. And so, Simone Biles, I, I listen. I would have loved to have seen you compete. We all would have. We all would have loved to see Simone Biles try to do the absolutely impossible. But in a lot of ways, we all watched Simone Biles do the absolutely impossible. She was faced with three horrific options. And she chose one and stuck by it. And I support Simone and taking care of yourself because in that sport, it's not like you're you know, part of Team USA and you can still go out and compete in, in men's basketball. 
and she could still go out and play defense and compete and help them win in some way, shape, or form. Dangerous to compete when you're not mentally there for herself and for her team. I would love, I would really, really love to hope to see Simone Biles compete in one or two of these last individual events, try and win a medal for Team USA for herself, and walk out still as the greatest gymnast of all time to to this point in time in world history. And remember, when you're out there criticizing Simone Biles and saying she quit, you can have that take. That's fine. Because in, in, in the absolute sense of it, if you boil it down to its pure sense, yes, she did walk away at the height of it when her team needed her the most, and she wasn't mentally there for them. But remember, other athletes have done this too. Michael Jordan retired after three rings in a row because he mentally couldn't do it anymore. He was exhausted, and he's the greatest of all time. It happens. We need to be more open with our athletes and saying, hey, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, I don't want you to sit out Sunday against the Denver Broncos as you're trying to make a playoff run. But if you need help and if you need a mental day, be open about it. And us as fans should still support these guys and these gals, these athletes who are giving their all and uh, and are faced sometimes with just impossible, impossible decisions to make. Uh, you're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Laker. Strong thoughts on that. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. The Cardinal William Yank. I'm a 23-year-old three-time leukemia survivor. One evening, my roommate was trying to talk to me, and I responded to him in a delirium of mess and confusion, and he said, we're going to the ER immediately, and came back with leukemia. They started me on chemos, they started me on a bunch of antibiotics, but the chemo wasn't exactly working. So my oncologist decided that he wanted to try me with CAR T cell therapy. And it worked. Leukemia Lymphoma Society was this unforeseen blessing for me because I wouldn't have been able to get CAR T cell therapy. We are about nine months uh, post-transplant and feeling very healthy, strong, and I live. To give or get help, visit LLS.org. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. You got to talk to them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. Thanks for making us a part of your Saturday morning. It is raining cats and dogs here in downtown beautiful historic Hannibal. Hopefully it's a little nicer wherever you may be listening, uh, but you never know. It's just this is that time. We're in the dog days of summer. At least it's not like 99 degrees with humidity of 110 like it was the other day. I'll take the rain over that, honestly, at that point in time. Uh, well, uh, we got a lot to get to here as we move on, keep moving through. Spent a lot of time on Simone Biles, but I think it's an important story. It's a human story. It's a sports story. So let's move on, though, to something that's uh, oh, just juicy, juicy, juicy. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Hespin headline number two, Russell Westbrook is a Los Angeles Laker. He joins uh, LeBron James and Anthony Davis in L.A. Now, there's a lot of thoughts initially. And one of the things that I think is fascinating about this Russell Westbrook to the Lakers get is the fact that 
Chris Paul could have been available for LeBron James. And Chris Paul could have been an option for the Lakers. But Russell Westbrook, they make the trade. They get rid of Kuzma, KCP, and Montrez Harrell. And they bring in Russell Westbrook. And this Lakers team is going to be built a lot like the Brooklyn Nets team of last year. Three big contract guys, three superstar guys, and now you're going to have to hope and pray that a lot of guys want to take veteran minimums. Well, Andre Jumman will look around the league, realize he's not getting anything anywhere else, just stay in L.A., take that good veteran minimum contract. Can you steal some shooters away, some older guys, three-point shooting guys, you know, who are looking for a ring, who are looking to play in L.A. and uh, get on a veteran minimum? That's what they're going to build this roster. And, and then if I were them, I would also look for some young guys because I think one of the things that you saw with a Phoenix team, with a, a Brooklyn team at times, it's just having some young guys who are 19, 19 20, 21-year-old kids out of college who just have legs and have length and some athleticism. Sometimes that can help you get through the slog of the NBA season, not just veteran, veteran, veterans. So that was thought number one that came to my mind. I was like, wow, okay, so Chris Paul, not going to be an option for L.A. And so then immediately I think to myself, well, if you're Chris Paul, I might opt into my contract of $44 million, like guaranteed and stay in Phoenix uh, unless Phoenix really wants to give me a three-year deal, an extension, and spread some of that money out and make more money either way. Very interesting now to see what Chris Paul will do. But let's go back to Russell Westbrook and the Lakers. Everyone starts clamoring for like, well, the fit, the fit, the fit, the fit, the fit. When it comes to LeBron James, I never worry about fit. I'm done worrying about fit with LeBron James because this dude makes everyone work all the time. He always makes pieces fit. He does. And the Lakers now have this bring in a guy who can help them get through the slog of the regular season. Because what's been the Lakers' biggest problem? Injuries. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. LeBron James now, year 18. I mean, the, all the mileage from the playoffs on his legs, the dude is starting to wear down. And the little ankle tweaks that normally LeBron three, four, five years ago, we would have missed a game or two. They turn into two, three-week injuries. That's natural. That's LeBron James showing that he's human after all these years. Well, what does Russell, Russell Westbrook do? This dude just loves to compete at the highest level. Go, 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 go. And to be honest, Russell Westbrook's one of those guys that in his career has stayed fairly injury-free, like mega injury-free. So I don't worry about fit. I think the Lakers, Frank Vogel, they will put some pieces around it. Russell Westbrook will run that second unit a ton. He will kind of get to space and, and, and play. LeBron James can have a guy then in the moments of the big moments with Anthony Davis who can just get to the rim. You saw it with the Bucs. In a lot of ways, the Bucs beat the, the analytics team of Phoenix of shooting threes, smaller space, the guys, floor, multiple positions. They got out-muscled by a team that just liked to get to the rim and get free throws. And the Lakers, I think you're looking at this saying, hey, wait a minute, why don't we just go get you know, the point guard, smaller version of Giannis with, with, with Russell Westbrook, but also a guy who can get 20 any night he wants. He will rebound. He will play big and he's desperate to win. And he will fit into LeBron James system really well. Russell Westbrook doesn't want to be the face. He doesn't want to talk to the media. Uh, you don't have to do that when you're with LeBron James and you're an LA Laker and, you, and LeBron is taking all that heat. So I think all of that really works as teammate and Russell gets to get back to LA you know, he grew up with UCLA kid. 
But then I think there's this really interesting storyline that no one is really talking about yet. And I do think it's extremely important. This is a brilliantly calculated move from LeBron James. Why? Kyrie Irving left him to go to Boston to then get his own team and recruit Kevin Durant and team up with Kevin Durant, who had just beat LeBron James with the Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals. Kyrie chose Kevin Durant over LeBron. Kyrie's had quotes come out talking about KD being the best teammate, KD being the most incredible uh, scorer, you know, best blah, 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 throwing shade at LeBron. Kevin Durant, conversely, left Russell Westbrook. He left Mr. Triple-Double. He said, I can't work with this guy. Get me the bleep out of here. I'm going to Golden State after they just beat us. I never want to be Russell Westbrook's teammate again. He said, I can't win with Russell Westbrook, and I'm out. So what does LeBron James do now? As Kyrie and KD get to go into next season healthy, together, second year of them to get your know, third year of them on the Nets, but second year of them trying to play together, making it work, LeBron James brings in Russell Westbrook, and it is a battle of the X's. And if, think about this, if LeBron James and the Los Angeles Lakers with Russell Westbrook are meeting the Brooklyn Nets with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving in the NBA Finals next year, wow, what storylines and drama and intrigue that would bring. The exes with their exes battling against each other. Who was right? Who was wrong? Who's better? And in so many ways... So many ways, it will be the one thing that if LeBron James can win a title with Russell Westbrook, and he can get Russell Westbrook to a title when Kevin Durant never could, when they were in their primes, and LeBron and Russell Westbrook are past their primes, and KD and Kyrie are still closer to their primes than Westbrook and LeBron. If they can win a title together, and it would be title number five for LeBron, second in L.A., and I know these are a ton of big what-ifs, It's so looking forward to the future, but you have to think about, again, I'm asking you to put yourself in the head of LeBron James. This is his trump card. This is his boom. LeBron knows. LeBron is not dumb. He knows at this point in time he can't pass Michael. The best he can do is be the only guy in the conversation with Michael, and he has that locked up right now. But Giannis, incredible run, Kevin Durant, if he wins another, there are some other guys you could start saying, well, maybe they eventually work into that conversation as they're not the only ones in the conversation with Michael. LeBron has some company. If LeBron wants to put it on lock and say no one will ever be in the conversation with Michael except for me, if it's if he wins a fifth ring, a second in L.A., and he gets one with Russell Westbrook, especially if they beat the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant. Think of that. Think of the weight that would carry. Think of the storylines that would be for LeBron, for Westbrook getting his first ring. I mean, there's so much intrigue to it. It's just brilliant calculation by LeBron James. It's brilliant. It really is. And worse comes to worse, they're really interesting. They're really fascinating. They're going to make the playoffs. And LeBron has a little bit of a scapegoat again if things don't go well. Hey, we tried it with Russ, didn't work. We love Russ, but it didn't work. He has the scapegoat. 
But for Russ, it makes all the sense in the world, too. This is the best chance he's going to have at a ring in the end part of his career. And Russell Westbrook, if it doesn't work in L.A., is quickly going to become Cam Newton. And it's going to be like, he's just out of the league. I don't know what happened to this guy. Because you can't really build around Russell Westbrook at this point in his career. And we saw they tried to match him up with uh, with Bradley Beal. And I first of all, I love what Washington's doing, saying, listen, Bradley didn't really like we're playing with Russ. We are all in on Bradley because Bradley's all in on us. I know we stink and we're trying. But it's kind of like a Portland. They're like Portland of the of the East. And like we're gonna just keep trying as long as our superstar is happy here, or says he wants to be here, we will do whatever it takes to try and keep winning and building around our one superstar. So I think it's an incredible trade all around, and I really do think it's LeBron's ultimate finger to Kyrie and Kevin Durant. If he can face off and beat Kyrie and Kevin Durant in a finals, or if they get to the finals and Kyrie and Kevin Durant don't. Again, that's a win. It's just such a win. So I think it's going to be a fascinating storyline to watch as we go into this uh, this NBA season. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, can they do what the exes of Kyrie and Kevin Durant couldn't do? And could it be the battle of the exes in the NBA Finals a year from now? I would be all for it. Sign me up right now if I could sign on the dotted line. You're listening on the Mark News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. When we come back, the Cubs went fire sale I will give you my thoughts on the Chicago Cubs going fire sale. Live and local in America's hometown, Hannibal. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. The Quincy Gems present America's pastime, baseball. The Quincy Gems are in Prospect League action tonight at QU Stadium. There's baseball, great food, and beverages available. And it's the most economical entertainment you'll find. So bring your family and friends out tonight and enjoy the Gems in action. The Quincy Gems host the Alton River Dragons tonight at QU Stadium. Come out and enjoy a hot dog, a soda, a cold beer, and Quincy Gems baseball. Play ball! Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO and the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hi, I'm Vivica Fox. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been helping our best friends in their worst times. During hurricanes, tornadoes, and increasingly wildfires. They're real heroes to these animals. But Mother Nature isn't the only danger that animals face. Sometimes it's human nature that's the greatest threat. Each year, more than 6 million beautiful adoptable animals are being abandoned and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. These animals need heroes too. Heroes to open up their hearts and homes and to give them the love they deserve. Be a hero to an animal in need. Consider becoming an American Humane Rescue Volunteer or adopt from your local shelter. Visit AmericanHumane.org to find out how you can be a hero and help our best friends in their worst times. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health and she's a powerful force helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped 
with the major organs and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything. And when you think about it that way, that you could help that many people, it's amazing, it really is. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. The following is a scattered thunderstorms likely. Highs level off around 77. East winds 5 to 10 miles per hour. Lows dip down to about 64. Tonight, partly cloudy. Sunshine mixed with clouds at times again tomorrow. High temperatures reach up to 81. Dry with temperatures below average Monday and Tuesday and highs in the upper 70s. Right now, 68. Welcome on back to On The Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On The Mark is brought to you by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Join the Cunis family like I did one year ago yesterday. Best decision I made. And you know what's great about Cunis Honda Hyundai? It's the expansiveness of their dealership network. They have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from at any given point in time. And if you don't see it on their actual lot, if you drive around 221 North 36th Street, that's like my truck wasn't on their lot. It was their Monmouth lot. They got it for me the next day to take a test drive. Boom, signed, sealed, delivered. I'm yours. It was incredible. And, uh, and no one else can offer that expansive network. So everything you need in the new and used vehicles. Uh, follow them on social media, too. They got oh, they do a great job of posting when they get the new stuff in. Uh, Cunis Honda, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. All right. We got to talk about it. I know I'm on Cardinals Radio Network. And I know there's a lot of Cardinals fans who listen to the show. And this is a day where they look at me and they say, me is the is the is one of the lone, you know, there's other Cubs fans in the Tri-States, but is the lone real voice of the Cubs fans in the Tri-States. I have to address it. The Cubs go on the fire sale. Uh, they trade Bryant to San Francisco, Chris Bryant, to a former MVP, part of the World Series championship. They trade Javi Baez to the New York Mets. Javi Baez, uh, two-time All-Star, El Mago, all the fire, all the flames, incredible defensive player, crucial big-time hitter, strikeout king. Uh, Craig Kimbrell, closer to the White Sox. Good for him. Get to stay in Chicago. Ryan Tapera down there as well. The White Sox are loaded uh, now in that bullpen for a run. Uh, look out for the White Sox. Uh, yeah, if you can, uh, if you can get a good line on the White Sox to win the World Series, I, I might place a sprinkle a little bit on that. Uh, besides the Dodgers, what they did with Max Scherzer and all that. And then I think the thing, though, that really signaled that it's over for the Chicago Cubs and this iteration of the Chicago Cubs is Anthony Rizzo, the heart and soul of the team, first baseman, 10-year Cub, getting traded to the New York Yankees. So let me say this. As a fan, this all hurts. As a fan, this sucks. Because as a fan of the Chicago Cubs... As I've been my whole life, they've won one World Series, you know, in the last hundred years, in 2016, and these were the guys that broke the curse. They broke the curse, and as a fan, you want the guys that break the curse, that do that for you, that give you that joy, to get the lifetime contracts, to get whatever they want. That's what you want, and I'll be honest, Cardinals Nation. Yeah, we're not Cardinals Nation. The Cubs are not the Cardinals. The Cardinals win way more consistently. There are many Cardinals fans who have seen multiple, multiple World Series in their lifetimes. My grandfather was a diehard Cubs fan. He never saw the Cubs win a World Series. Died in his 80s in the early 2000s. 
He never saw the Chicago Cubs win a World Series. So, yes, it just being as straightforward as I can be for all the Cardinals fans out there, we get it. We love ribbing on the rivalry. And, and, and uh, you know, drink our tears this morning. That's fine because that's sports. But just know that's where this is coming from. The pain the Cubs fans are feeling this morning because of Rizzo, Bryant, Baez not being a part of the team anymore is because of those type of memories and those type of moments. I got to see those guys break the curse and win a World Series. My grandfather never got to see that. Never got to see it. So that's where the pain is coming from. As a fan, it stinks. I will also say, though, as a fan, it has been really hard the past couple years going into every season with high expectations, with really great players, and underachieving. Really. It, it's hurt, too. That's also hurt. It's, it's all, it also hurts. It also hurts to watch Bryant struggle and Jason Hayward strike out about a bunch and Javi chase the high heat. And, and it seemed like they consistently underachieve while also understanding that winning a World Series is maybe the hardest thing to do in professional sports, in team sports, because of the, the runs the guys get on, the small series after these long slogs of the season, and staying healthy throughout. So that also needs to be noted. And I will say this. Overall, I don't blame the Cubs for doing it. I don't. Because... You have to you have to look at everything and you have to say, are we going to give a 32-year-old? Every one of those guys, why they were so emotional, I think, too, Bryant, Rizzo, Baez, they all had deals on the table. Uh, now, were they the deals that they wanted? Were they the deals that I, as a fan, wish that the organization would have offered them? No. But in the end, you have to sit there and say, the players also made a decision. Baez turned down a giant extension before, $100 million extension. There's reports that Chris Bryant turned down well over $100 million and that Anthony Rizzo turned down five years, 70-something million dollars that would have just kept him in Chicago, retire a Chicago Cub. He would have gotten the Wainwright treatment. He would have gotten the Yadier Molina treatment. And they turned it all down. Now, could they come back in the offseason? They're all free agents? Sure. Could things happen? But that's also a decision the players made as well. And I try to remind myself of that. But in the end, what this really looks like is it looks like an organization with ownership that is very cheap, with ownership that cares a lot more about what's being built around the ballpark and how the ballpark looks compared to what the actual product on the field and what the fans care about with their marquee network and all the jazz that's going on around Wrigley Field. And it hurts. But... We don't know if this was the right decision for the Cubs to do until three or four years from now. Just like when they brought in Anthony Rizzo from the Padres and this kid, scrawny kid 10 years ago, and losing 100-something games, but he was the heart and soul, fiery, young, big Italian kid. Do you stick at first base in this, on the north side of Chicago? You just hope that they can build that. Build it again. In two or three years from now, are the Cubs, if the Cubs are competing again, then you say they did the right decision, they made it. It was worth it. But if in three, four years from now, they still stink and nothing's ever come of this and the prospects they picked up and they couldn't attract free agents, whatever it may be, and they're spinning their tires, then you say, it was maybe the wrong decision. Maybe you should have stuck with those guys. 
Because at least they were proven commodities. At least you were a competitive baseball team. And uh, they could get hot at any moment. And and the fans cared about them. Really did. Because they did something that people like my grandfather never saw. They won a World Series. They broke the curse. All the other Cubs before them didn't. It's a tough day in Cubs land. Uh, you know, I got to be honest. Well, I'd be watching a lot of Cubs baseball the rest of the year. I always try to watch Cubs baseball. Yeah. Because you want to start to see who they're going to be the future faces, future names. Obviously, as a, as a fan right now, as I look at the team, I would love to keep Wilson Contreras. I think he's a building block. He's young. He's electric. And he's now a culture guy. He's a guy that knew what the culture was like. I would love to keep Wilson Contreras. Build around him. There's, there are young guys like a Nico Horner that you have a lot of hope in. Uh, Patrick Wisdom's older, but you've seen a lot of promise out of him. You know, obviously, you still have Kyle Hendricks, and uh, he can be your ace or your number two in a rotation. And if, if he's your number two or three, you have a great rotation. So there are some pieces, and we got to give these new guys a chance. As a fan of the Chicago Cubs, I will give them a chance, and I will support them. But man, oh, man, oh, man, was I cheering last night when I saw Anthony Rizzo step to the plate and put on those Chicago flag batting gloves in Yankee Stadium wearing a Yankees jersey and hit a deep bomb to right field. Man, that seemed, it just seemed weird. But I will root for Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and Javi Baez till the day they retire. Because those were the guys that did what my grandfather never got to see. They broke the curse. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show with some quick hitter thoughts and some stuff. We got some official word of the SEC, Carson Wentz injury, a little Olympics update. Yeah, don't go anywhere. Live and local on a Saturday in America's hometown, Hannibal. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Get 0% fine. For over 140 years, the Salvation Army has been lending a helping hand to a hurting world, all in the name of Christ. One way we do that is with wonderful words of life, our 15-minute weekly radio program of music and Bible study. This is Bernie Dake inviting you to join us for Wonderful Words of Life, the radio voice of the Salvation Army. Wonderful Words of Life, Sunday mornings at 8.15 on KHMO and KHMORadio.com. You know, you look at this bike rally that's underway uh, through the weekend in Florida, and it's expected to draw more than 300,000 people. It's a 10-day deal. It's great for the hotels. It's great for the restaurants. It's bad for COVID and the possible spread as we again we get closer to the light at the end of the tunnel. America Tonight with Kate Delaney. Overnight talk on News Talk 1070, KHMO, and the KHMO mobile app. We are hometown News Talk 1070, KHMO. Welcome on, oh, I jumped a gun there. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070, KHMO, and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you on this rainy Saturday by Cunis Honda Hyundai. Ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty on new and used vehicles. They're doing some insane deals, 0% financing going on now. Rainy day, why not go test drive a new vehicle at Cunis Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back, that's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. You won't regret it. I'm telling you, you won't regret it. All right. Uh, we only have about five minutes left here in the show, so I get a couple quicker things. Love what the Dodgers did. I, I love it. I love it. I, I, I just think that they go all in and say, screw it. Who cares? Just go all in. Why not? Go get Scherzer. Go get Trey Turner. Just load up your team, Mookie Betts, and all these guys when they get healthy. I mean, it's just stupid. It's crazy. But spend, 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 spend. Win win while you can and, 
and you go from there. I, I think it's fun. I think it's crazy, and I think it's good for baseball. It's, it's a good storyline, and it's going to make it fascinating. L.A., the Dodgers are a massive brand, and they're the defending champions. So I love that. I wanted to get that in really quick. I will say I also love that Kyle Schwarber gets a chance to go to the AL on the Red Sox. Uh, Schwarber's a guy that was always meant to be a DH, and then it could fill in positions every once in a while, platoon guy, but your constant DH. Love that he ended up in Boston, a great city that will uh, that will love Kyle Schwarber, that's for sure. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma officially will join the SEC in 2025. We are moving towards a power four in college football, and I'm totally okay with it. I'm, I'm very open to this. I think that the Big 12 has been a dying brand for a long time, ever since Nebraska left anyways. Uh, and, you know, the problem with the Big 12 is the fact they don't have the championship games. They're they're struggling now. They can't recruit in the South. I think Texas and o- Oklahoma now are going to get huge shots in the arm. I think the SEC is going to be absolutely fascinating. And I think if the Big 10, the ACC, and the Pac-12 were smart, like I talked about last week, they need to jump on this, and they need to start poaching. If I'm the Big Ten, I make a call right now to Iowa State. I make a call right now to Oklahoma State. I say you're the next two big, you're the next two biggest, you know, football brands in that in that conference. Come to the Big Ten. Let's go. Let's do this. And you know, get a Texas school, get Baylor, or get TCU as well. Say let's do this. Load on up. You know what I mean? And, and I, I think it just makes all the sense in the world. Go get the next biggest fish. If you're the Big Ten, don't let the ACC or the Pac-12 steal an Iowa State an Oklahoma State, or a Baylor. Go get them. Be aggressive. Go get them, go get them, go get them, and just end the Big 12. Um, Carson Wentz injures his foot in Colts practice. They, they're they talking about missing serious time, like games this year. Scary for the Colts because they got nothing but young quarterbacks on that roster behind him. Uh, anybody know what, though? Frank Reich is an offensive coach. He's an offensive genius. I trust Frank Reich. But, man, a Colts team that I had high expectations for and was very excited to see Carson Wentz on the Colts this year, just to see him in a fresh uniform, fresh face, new place. Could he resurrect his career a little bit? Really a bummer type of storyline early on in camp. Uh, So hopefully the news comes back. It's not as bad as you think, and he could be back quicker than you think. But especially once you start popping bones or whatever you do in the foot and like tendons, it, that stuff doesn't get easier to deal with. So real bummer for the Colts and Carson Wentz. Uh, Olympic medal count, where we are right now. As of this morning when I started the show, 9 a.m., China has caught up big time. USA yesterday morning had like a seven-medal lead on China. And now it's uh, tied 46-46 apiece. But China has 21 gold compared to the USA's only 16 gold. Um, I think, listen, I don't talk a ton of politics on the show. I do think, though, us and China battling, there's something to that. We're battling in world politics right now. China and the United States, the relationship is not great. And I, and I do think there's going to be some, I, I, I would love personally as an American to see the USA pull away from China and, and dominate China in these Olympic Games. So come on, Team USA. I'm rooting for that. I got to be honest. It's a little to throw that out there. And I think uh, I think as Americans, we should be. That's for sure. Finally, I want to say I got my eyes on Olympic golf. It's so hard to watch it. But uh, Xander Shoffley, the American, he is uh, absolutely on fire. He's at minus 14 through three rounds. They will uh, tee off underway here in the next couple hours for round four on Sunday. 
because they're so much farther ahead. I think like 15, 16 hours ahead. Uh, and it's going to be a fascinating final round to watch if you can watch it because you've got the American Shoffley, who's a guy who's the golf nerds love him because he's one of those young guys that like he could win a major, he could be a major guy. And he's always usually competing uh, on weekends in majors. So he's got the Olympic golds in sight, but guess who's right behind him? This year's Masters winner in Tokyo, Hideki Matsuyama, the Japanese player. I mean, this is going to be drama of the first quarter. Uh, and so he's at minus 13. I did put money on Hideki Matsuyama. I'm not going to lie, but before the weekend started, because he had a great, great line. So I will be rooting for the American, because obviously, as I just said, I want the Americans to dominate and get gold. But if Shoffley loses... Can it be Hideki Matsuyama so I can make about 100 bucks this weekend? <laughs> you got to love go betting on golf, Olympic golf. That's where I'm at in my life. Uh, it, but it's fascinating. And it's just, again, the storyline of, of Hideki Matsuyama. First off, first major winner for a uh, Japanese-born player getting the Masters this past year. If he can win gold in Tokyo, the Olympics, that dude, that dude might, they might as well just crown him king of China. I'm a king of Japan. King of China. I was just talking about China. King of Japan. You got to love Hideki Matsuyama. It'd be an amazing, amazing storyline. Um, you know what? It is hedging your bet. You're absolutely right, Tyler. I am hedging my bet. We got that comment on our Facebook Live. I, I'm rooting for the American because it's American, but, the, you know, how can you not put a little money on the on the uh, Japanese-born player to have a great um, uh, a tournament in Japan? I don't even know what the golf course looks like yet. I haven't watched any of it because it's on at so crazy hours. I got to try and watch some highlights or check it on out. Uh, thank you guys so much for making me a part of your Saturday morning. As always, I really do appreciate it. Reach out to me through Twitter, through Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. As always, you can tune in to me Monday through Friday on Kick FM. Mornings with Mark and Sam, 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. Check me out there. All right. Enjoy this Saturday into Sunday of the sports world baseball season final push uh nfl training camps opening up watch as much olympics as you can go team usa we gotta take care of china we can't let china win it's on the mark on news talk 1070 khmo on the khmo app get zero percent financing for up to 